Hello, everybody, and welcome to Iceberg to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from by searching Tip of the Iceberg. I hope everybody's enjoying their weekend, whether it be Saturday when we're recording this or on Sunday, if it takes you a little bit longer to get to this episode, because typically we don't drop new podcast episodes on the weekend, on Saturdays or on Sundays, unless it's an iceberg recap, which we'll have one later, either this evening or tomorrow morning for the Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the Buffalo Sabres. But there were a couple stories surrounding the Pittsburgh Penguins. Some significant stories surrounding the Pittsburgh Penguins that popped up late yesterday evening, and I felt they deserved to be discussed before the typical next episode, which would have been on Monday morning. Let's start at the AHL level. A quick update on Yesapul Yarvi. We talked about it earlier this week that he was signed to an AHL professional tryout with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. He made his season debut last night. So again, next step in the progress for Yesapul Yarvi trying to come back from that double hip surgery that he had in the offseason. He makes his season debut. He plays in his first game action since May when he was a member of the Carolina Hurricanes in a 2-1 victory for the Baby Penguins over the Springfield, I believe it is Thunderbirds. Let me double check that. Yeah, the Springfield Thunderbirds. Paul Yarvey played on the top line with Vinny Henestrosa and Colin White. And that's Obviously, maybe me reading into this too much, but that is eerily similar to the build of what the Pittsburgh Penguins currently have at center and left wing on the third line up in up in Pittsburgh at the NHL level. Colin White, kind of in the same framework as a Lars Zeller. Vinny Henestrosa kind of plays in the same way that Drew O'Connor plays. So maybe they're trying to get him acclimated to playing with those particular styles on his line or maybe I'm just reading into this and he's just playing on the top line in Wilkes-Barre and those are just the two players that he's playing with but take it for what you will to me it seems eerily similar to the Eller O'Connor line which is where I would project that he ends up playing if he signs with the Pittsburgh Penguins and plays at the NHL level I would assume he ends up being on the right side of that third line but I digress on that point looking at his actual performance in the game Not much to write home about. Finished with three shots on goal. He was on ice for one of the two Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Penguins. Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins goals. It was Henestrosa's opening goal of the game. He didn't get an assist on it, but he certainly was prevalent in the play. He outmuscled a Thunderbird at the blue line. Basically set a pick for Vinny Henestrosa to go right around him and get an opportunity on a break. Henestrosa doesn't miss. Penguins go up one to nothing at that point, so he gets... The plus one there, he had three shots on goal. He also had a minus later in the game on the ice for the lone Springfield goal where he was in his defensive zone. He passed it behind his net to White, and White turned the puck over, ended up going into the back of the Baby Penguins net. The only goal that Yoel Blomqvist gave up last night, he had another stellar performance. Uh, Certainly plenty of solid reports coming out about him, but at the end of the day, when it comes to Yesapul Yarvi, He has 24 games left on his PTO after making his season debut before the Pittsburgh Penguins have to make a decision on him after that 25th game. He can't play in the AHL on that PTO contract. They'll have to do something else. I would imagine if he's going to sign a contract and if he is going to play well enough to deserve a contract with the NHL, it's probably not going to take the entire 25 games. It's going to take longer than 
the rehab stints that we've seen because the Penguins have kind of weaponized the rehab conditioning stint this season under Kyle Dubas more so than they have under the past couple regimes. P.O. Joseph went down there, played two games. John Ludwig went down there and played two games before coming back from injury. Alex Nedeljkovic, as we all remember, went down. He started in one game, scored a goal. That was enough for the Penguins to say, I think he, he looks like he's ready to come back. It's probably going to take a little bit longer than that simply because this guy hasn't played in game action in seven, eight months at this point, and he's coming off of a major offseason surgery. But at the age of 25, the slow ramp up that the Pittsburgh Penguins have been giving him, he'd been with the organization for well over a month, training off the ice, then towards the latter part of the month of December, practicing on the ice with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So definitely something to monitor. Probably not going to give you a game-by-game update on Yesapul Yarvi, but last night being his first game in over eight months, certainly something noteworthy to discuss. The last one, I'm sure probably the one that everybody clicked on this video to hear, a new update surrounding Jake Gensel's contract situation from David Pagnota of the fourth period. He went on to NHL Network last night and said, Jake Gensel, he could be waiting to address this new contract. Don't expect that to come in the middle of the night in the next couple of days, for sure. He said, quote, My understanding is that Gensel is comfortable waiting this out. He wants to understand and have a clearer picture as to what the future, both short and long term, of the Pittsburgh Penguins is going to be if he does sign a long-term extension with the club, be it a six, seven, or eight-year deal. Jake Gensel currently leads the Pittsburgh Penguins with 43 points. Which, if you're on the outside looking in, probably surprises a lot of people. There's been a lot of talk, and rightfully so, about Sidney Crosby's Hart Trophy campaign season right now. 41 points for Sidney Crosby. He's not far off of the 43 from Jake Gensel, but I don't think enough people are talking about how Jake Gensel, who did not and did not have a full training camp, coming in, rehabbing that ankle surgery that he had in early August, just steps right in and starts becoming one of the best versions of himself that we have ever seen. And he has been pretty good in years past, a two-time 40-goal scorer, a perennial 30-goal scorer, and he's certainly on pace for that as well this season with 18 goals. But the thing that we haven't noticed is that, and this is going to be tough for all the he's only good because he plays with Crosby folk, he's setting up people more than he's cashing in. Yes, he has 18 goals, and a lot of that is because Crosby does a lot of work on the ice. Crosby sets a lot of things up on the ice. Even when Crosby is not involved in the play, Crosby is involved in the play because the other team is going to be hyper-aware of where he is at, and if they're not, it ends up in the back of the net. We saw that in Boston on Thursday. But Jake Gensel setting Crosby up just as much, if not more. He's having a great season as a playmaker, not just a sniper. He's showing a holistic side of his game this season. And it's at a great time because it's a contract year for Jake Gensel. So he could be due a large pay increase from his current $6 million contract. The thing in that quote from David Pagnota that scares me a little bit is the, I mean, six is one thing, but once you get into seven, eight year deals, that concerns me personally a little bit just because he's 29 right now. He is in, October birthday, I believe, early October. So he'll be 30 years old by the time he plays his first game on that contract. If it's eight years, he'll be 38 years old when that contract ends. And yes, I get it. We're seeing Jeff Carter reinvent himself at the age of 39 right now. 
He's certainly having a season that a lot of people did not see coming. Good for Jeff Carter in a fourth-line role. Chris Letang, Sidney Crosby at 36, having stellar seasons. Evgeny Malkin is 37 years old right now. He's still got it kicking. Maybe not at a consistent level, but he's still got it kicking and can, can skate with the best of them, can take over a game with the best of them at the age of 37. Jake Gensel has historically been more healthy to this point in his career than Crosby and Evgeny Malkin were at the similar points in their career. Jake Gensel's pretty sturdy for being a small guy that takes a lot of beatings. But how's he going to age? Because Jeff Carter, you might not see it if you watch just the last couple of seasons, but he's a guy that's going to have a Hall of Fame resume and could potentially be in the Hall of Fame. Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, first ballot, and the, and the discussion. Chris Letang, similar to Jeff Carter, he has a resume that is worthy of the discussion of a Hall of Fame whenever he calls it quits. Jake Gensel's had a great career to this point. He's a Stanley Cup champion. He's a playoff performer. I mentioned it before. He scores goals at a commensurate rate. He's probably not close to having a Hall of Fame career. How does that look at 35, 36, 37 years old? Probably not as good as the core three has aged at this point, right? So again, I'm a little concerned about that, but at the same time, I understand it from Jake Gensel's standpoint. I am certainly pro-player in a lot of these discussions. The organizations are run by billionaires and are multi-million dollar, if not billion dollar organizations. Get the player paid. Get your money. If it's not in Pittsburgh, sure, I, it's going to sting for Pittsburgh Penguins fans. Go get your money if that's what you want to do. And also, I get it from his standpoint as far as the future picture is pretty jumbled in Pittsburgh right now. Short-term and long-term. We were talking four weeks ago about, man, if this team doesn't turn it around soon, they're going to be sellers at the deadline. They might trade Jake Gensel. That's still a possibility that they might trade Jake Gensel, who's on the last year of his contract. How long can they push this contention window for the big three and Eric Carlson? That's really the future at this point, and that is not something that you can write in stone. That's not something that you could write in pen. That's something you have to write very faintly in pencil right now because you never know when that falloff is going to happen for anybody. Around the NHL, nobody knows when that falloff is going to happen. So right now, the plan... Kyle Dubas can come out and say it all he wants. We want to give this core the best opportunity to win a Stanley Cup, which is what he said in his introductory press conference. But he also followed that up a few sentences later saying, and we realize there's going to be a gap from the end of this contention window and the beginning of the next contention window. And his job, and I'm paraphrasing here, is to close the gap. That's not something if you're trying to cash in on what could be your biggest and last big contract in the NHL that you can really hold on to. So I understand it from Jake Gensel's standpoint. Sit back, especially when you're performing the way that you are. Sit back, continue to, to rack up the points, rack up the goals, rack up the interest and intrigue around the NHL and say, listen, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen here. Sidney Crosby has one year left on his contract, and I'm sure... They're going to have a discussion at some point if they haven't already had discussions about, hey, you know, Jake walking up to Sid, probably privately, very privately, with far away from earshot of anybody that has a reporter tag on him, saying, I'd love to know what your plan is. Because these two have been inseparable 
for the last seven years. That's going to weigh a factor. But I also, I, like, like I said, I don't, I don't begrudge Jake Gensel for not doing the Pittsburgh thing and taking less money to stay in Pittsburgh and keep the game, the team together. Because at this point, if he does that, the back half of his contract might be just him. The team together that he's trying to keep might not be a team together at that point. Most of them might be retired. So I understand where he's coming from that at that standpoint. The factor is, the end factor is, I should say, we're not going to get a clear answer on where they're at. We've heard rumblings that there was just no conversations being had or very limited conversations. Or if there were nothing of substance or substance, excuse me. And now we get the update that Jake Gensel probably comfortable waiting this out and wants to see where this organization is going to be headed. And that's fair. They could continue this run. I think they're eight, two and one in their last 11 games since December 11th, ridiculously good record for the Pittsburgh Penguins coming off of a very pivotal win over the Boston Bruins. If they can continue this through January, they might be the second seed in the metropolitan division. And we might be having entirely different conversations. And the Penguins could come in and say, you know what? We're going to give Jake Gensel. We, we see the salary cap supposed to go up, if you trust Gary Bettman, a pretty good amount this offseason. We're just going to give you the contract to make sure that we have our 40-goal scorer, our top left-wing option back here for the next couple of seasons and for the likely end of the Big Threes era. That might be a case. But at the end of the day, uh, this is a small update that just basically says Jake Gensel is going to be patient. But that's going to do it for this episode of Iceberg to Go, a very special bonus episode of Iceberg to Go. The Pittsburgh Penguins take on the Buffalo Sabres later this evening at PPG Paints Arena. We'll have a game recap for you either later tonight or early tomorrow. Might even go live tonight, but doing a lot, a little bit more often lately. Hope you guys have been enjoying that as much as I have. But that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from at tip of the iceberg. We'll see you guys next time.